Thanks for coming back to the TMD podcast, the Trending Moments Digest with Scotty and Tony. This is a look at what has been trending online this week. You can get more details at scottyandtony.com. In the news this week, the um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie Frozen and also there's Frozen 2. Never heard of either one of them. So there's this town in Austria that Frozen fans go to because I guess it looks like either it was uh, it, it inspired the the Frozen movie, like the look of it or something. Anyway, it, it uh, is very historic yeah. and pretty. And uh, yeah, people. So people are going crazy. Is that politically correct? Is that still a thing I can say? People are going crazy over this town. And. Uh, it's packed with tourists and the town hates it. The town hates everybody getting their picture, their selfie taken. <laughs> they so, they hate that people come to their town. They, there's too many tourists. Yeah, <laughs> just a little town. And so we put a link to the big article. I didn't read all the way through, but they are like, uh, they are trying to find ways now to limit tourism in this town. Hallstatt, Hallstatt, Austria. There's communities around here where there is a great deal of hand-wringing because uh, if tourism dips even a little bit, because so many yeah. people depend on the money and stuff like that, but these guys, they have the they, they don't want people to come to their town. Yeah. they if uh, uh, From now on, if you show up to their town, instead of stamping your passport, they punch you in the neck. <laughs> so that would be one way to limit... Do you have any ideas to limit tourism? <laughs> I know there's a, there's a <laughs> well. A, my family is very loud. We've had a we've had a running number of neighbors over the years. I mean, that's that's one. So, that's a that's another way. I didn't realize that's why the the house next door kept uh, <laughs> keeps popping up for sale. <laughs> this week, um, Dolly Parton cut a deal with one of the card companies, uh, American Greetings, that. Uh, they will come out with greeting cards with Dolly Parton song lyrics, but also some of uh, the things. She's quite clever with the turn of a phrase, like storms make trees take deeper roots. That's like a Dollyism. Wow, right? That's pretty deep and uh, and uplifting. So they're going to come out with greeting cards like that. How about uh, how about this one? This is one of my favorite, and I found it very inspirational. Yeah, Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Now, yeah. that would only work, I mean, if you were giving that card to someone named Jolene. It's true. It's oddly specific. Uh, are there, what would you put on your, what would you put on your greeting card? My greeting card? Yeah. Oh, does it have to be something about booze? Congratulations on getting drunk. <laughs> Again. Are you done crying yet? I Tony's just, been lingering on the Dolly Parton story we had, her greeting cards and all her famous sayings. I went on the deep dive, and I mean, I'm a fan, but I didn't realize exactly how inspirational she was. Like one of her quotes, find out who you are and do it on purpose. That would, one really touched you. I would buy that card. <laughs> That's just for yourself, to, a, to Tony from Tony? To Tony from Tony. <laughs> when I'm feeling a little low... I put on my favorite high heels to stand a little taller. <laughs> to Tony from Tony, to once again. Dear, dear Tony, this Please find from and close. Tony. <laughs> find and close some, some lifts for your shoes. The We did link the Dolly Parton story, but also a bunch of Dollyisms 
uh, if you want to be uplifted or um, maybe more importantly, if you want to steal them for your own social media. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. That one's pretty good. You're right. Goodness. Do you want to talk about the space pants or <laughs> Do is that I? a non-story? Or? <laughs> Do I? This week... Um, the space, uh, what is it? The space force is that what they're called? I want to call them space rangers. Yeah, and the U.S. space force. <laughs> they came out with their uniforms. <laughs> These are the uh, the like uh, I don't know astronauts or whatever space rangers that they're going to this patrol space, space fighting force yes. to patrol and protect us from all of the nothing that has showed up from space hey. so far. Oh. Amongst us true believers, we beg to differ. I'm just as like billions of dollars in their budget. Yeah. I guess it was to sexy up the space program a little bit. Well, and, and some people are arguing that they already have stuff and now they'll be able to reveal it. Like, hey, look what we have, Space Force. Because they have a, you know, they have that black budget money and they're doing all kinds of crazy things. Oh, like, okay, I guess, yeah. So to save money, they came out. The, the reason this got trending this past week is because to save money, they decided uh, they would just go with camo uniforms for uh, outer space. Is that what the whole... Because I saw a bunch of memes this week uh, where it was like camo in space. Yeah. To make it's- you disappear from space. <laughs> so that... But they said it's to save money. Uh, so imagine like a mossy oak... Uh, uh, uniform in outer space. It, it's just the I'm, stuff they already had. I gotta tell you, I have seen the full moon, and real tree is gonna show up like nobody's <laughs> business on true. that thing. Uh, we posted a link to some other suggestions. Uh, if history has taught us anything, it's that in outer space, um, people are gonna dress sexy, <laughs> right? Oh uh, my! Yes, like how many Buck Rogers? Oh, how many Buck Rogers photos are on there? <laughs> we did a lot. <laughs> A lot of side by side Buck Rogers. You gotta now. If if Buck Rogers taught me anything, it's that you have to have chest hair to go into space. <laughs> so the question is: Would you? The story that got trending this week about the money in the couch. Would you give the money back? So this guy in Michigan bought a couch at a secondhand store and found forty three thousand dollars in one of the cushions, and he tracked down who owned the the couch before he bought it at the secondhand place and he gave them back the money and they didn't even know because some it was their grandfather's couch and they just were like we don't want grandpa's couch so they just sold it they didn't even know the money was in there okay so you're the guy who finds the money right you're like oh this couch is lumpy and you do a little digging and they there's this forty three thousand dollars in the couch earlier this you, week you coined the phrase money lumps by money, the way money, okay that, this couch is full of money lumps you got the money lumps so you're kind-hearted and you do the right thing and you take it back to these people and these people had no idea it existed <laughs> tell me what your feeling is i'm gonna stand back and i just want to know what is your feeling when you discover that <laughs> and you're the person who has just handed them forty three thousand dollars honestly First thing you can imagine, they answer the door and they're like, "Yeah, what the what the H do you want? What do you what?" And then, uh, and then you're like, "Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that they didn't know the money was at least split it. Did they ended up keeping the, all the money? Did they or did they split the money with the fellow who found it? Do you know? We go, like, we're gonna have to look for an update. You're gonna. Um, you're going to keep that money, that couch money, aren't you? The, I, I would keep the couch money. I got to tell you, I buy it at the second hand place. 
There's 43. I don't do I does it make me seem like a more terrible person by saying that out loud? No. No, no. There's no chance. There's no chance that you could ever see more ter- more terrible. We're going to do a uh, follow-up to the money lump story if you if you missed it. Uh, we'll have that coming up. I want to play a sound bite though. Tony's doing a, a deep dive on the money lumps, the, the couch with all the money. Oh my goodness. Um, this is uh this is a sound bite that got trending this week. So these are it was a clever <laughs> hard to hear. Uh, this is at a snooker tournament, or as as they would call it in Britain, I think, snooker. And uh, played to the back one. So there, oh. he, he's calling the same thing as the other day. He's calling the uh, the snooker right he's quietly, and it, and the, the place is packed. He's up this area. They're passionate about their uh, snooker, but there's a whoopee cushion in the crowd. So it's, Quiet. Somebody, I think it's, it might be someone. Yeah, some. Yeah, someone's planted it somewhere. The ground. Is it, it's a remote controlled yeah. whoopee cushion. So it was planted. So it's not even like somebody, like they're trying to track it down, but it's that the person uh, who, it's under somebody's seat. They didn't even know, I, I think. It was just a, a practical joke, and so, somebody was remote control making a, a whoopee cushion noises. And I mean, if you're like, yeah, well, we got the, there's that guy that sits across the room at the pool hall. We get those sounds at the at the pool. <laughs> S- snooker is uh, taken a little more seriously. Oh it's like golf. You're not supposed to make any noise when yeah. somebody is shooting, and and uh, obviously the crowd enjoy. I thought I thought based on the reaction from the crowd, if you're the executive producer of the snooker, <laughs> you take a step back from that, and you're like, you know what? We don't need less whoopee cushions. We need more whoopee cushions. Everybody. And all of a sudden, the judgy announcer who is there, he he walks in to work the next week, and the producers are like, Phil, we've got a new suit for you made of whoopee cushions. Whoopee cushion suit. The whoopee suit? You're going to make me... Oh, I don't know if I want to wear the whoopee suit. All right, do we have, uh, should we go with the update to the money lumps? Yeah. Okay, so this is the story that got trending last week. $43,000 in a used sofa. The guy tracks down the former owners of the sofa and gives them the money back. So, yeah, he bought this uh, couch in Ottoman from a used furniture place, right? Like a restore or something like that. The uh, the backstory is is that the the used furniture place was almost so fully stocked that they almost turned it down. They almost and, didn't take the sofa. And they almost didn't take the sofa, okay. and the family was going to burn it. And it had oh $43,000 in it. Oh, my word. Instead, it ends up at this furniture store, and this guy buys it, and they find $43,000 in it. He finds out from his lawyer that he's legally entitled to keep the money. He checked with the lawyer first. He's a born-again Christian, though, and he said, the Holy Spirit just came over me, and they said, that's not yours, and he took it back to the family who didn't even realize it existed. Wow. And that's where the... That's a little of the, the, the background on that. Does now, that make your decision any easier, any harder? It makes me want to go to the Salvation Army and... Uh, Start flipping uh, some couch cushions. <laughs> go, going in. You're rolling into Value Village. Yes. And you start unzipping pockets. Yes. So they've started. They, I learned that the, the most money for the Super Bowl is made leading up to the Super Bowl. And they actually want you to have Super Bowl fatigue by the time the, the game is on. Because that means they've saturated all markets and they've made all their money. 
So they've uh, come out this week with the stuff you can gamble on for the Super Bowl. And I, I'm not a football guy. I'm not a gambler. Tony is both. So True we story. are in luck. Does it mean you're not a real gambler if you bet on the dumb stuff? Because, I mean, you can bet on the point spread and all that. But then they have dumb stuff that you can bet on. And I, that's I'm not... I'm not exaggerating. It's dumb to to uh, bet on whether Mr. Peanuts' monocle will fall out of his eye during the uh, Planters yeah. Peanuts commercial. There, right? I mean, you can you. It's true. You can bet everything. Now, a real sports gamblers would be like, just concern yourself with stuff uh, during the game. Like that's any more controllable? <laughs> like I don't think you can control. So you've now ne- you haven't seen this game. You haven't seen the Planters Peanut commercial. You cannot control whether Mr. Peanut's monocle is going to fall out any more than you can control how long the national anthem is going to be. Like, you can't. I mean, you might as well bet on, I don't know, what color the sky is going to, what shade of green, official shade of green the (laughs) field grass is going to be. I don't, you know, it's uh, you gamble and... You just have to be satisfied with win or lose, I guess. You're more satisfied with winning, but... <laughs> yes, yes. Even as an amateur, I can say, yes, I would be more happy with winning money. Um, We linked to some of the gambling info, but we have to say, I think uh, the lawyer company lawyers would want us to say, uh, please enjoy responsibly for amusement purposes only, and don't gamble unless you're 19 or older. Uh, the the one about uh, the color of the microphone for the national anthem. Oh, we've got a link to all of that stuff. Right now, where's my money? How am I going to make? I just want safe money. So what should I bet on? Who's going to win? It's going to be close. Yeah, um, a safe bet is, or a good bet, you know. I mean, you can bet over-unders. So the total of the game, that's a good bet. So you okay. bet whether it's going to go over a, a certain number oh, okay. or it's going to stay under a certain I number. I didn't even know so that. In that case, you have a fi- it's like, it's not 50-50 specifically, but it is you have a choice of one or the other. Yeah. You want to limit your choices. Like if you're betting on the color of the microphone, it could be any color. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're probably going to settle on silver, but what if it's black or gold? All right. Then you're screwed. Too many choices. Yeah. All so right. limit yourself from too many choices. In my case, if there are a whole bunch of different choices, I'm I'm more of a like, is this guy going to catch more than six balls or less than six balls? All right. Well, that's good advice. Man, you, Tony loves his gambling. Oh, man. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> we hardly ever do uh, political stories, but we always do stories about donuts. So this is where we <laughs> were at a crossroads this week, this week in donuts. Uh, where the Prime Minister was in Winnipeg and he went to a donut shop. And how come there was so much hate about... Well, some people just want to hate the Prime Minister, uh, whoever, you know, or wh- whoever they're, the the person they want to uh, hate, hmm. you know, is going to get the hate. But then uh, it was... Uh, he went to the wrong donut shop, some people said, or why didn't you yeah, spread did. the donut love around? You, you didn't go to the donut shop that everybody loves. And the hockey players advertise for. You went to the little hole-in-the-wall gourmet uh, donut shop. Oh, I see. But it turns out that they're a local employer and a small business, and uh, they get all their ingredients from, like, local farmers and stuff like that. So when the hate started flying on Twitter, they were able to fight fire with fire. Man. <laughs> I find that. If I have, and you know, consult your dietitian and your psychoanalyst, but if I have a lot of hate and I start pounding back some donuts, 
my hate goes away. <laughs> you are, before you know it, you're asleep. <laughs> okay, this got trending. This week there was an article in uh, on the Lifehacker website, which sometimes offers some great advice. And there, there was an article about how you should have kitchen shoes. <laughs> what? What? Yes, for real. <laughs> kitchen shoes, which sh- we think they should be called Scotty and Tony's Kitchen Kicks. But do you, like, I don't, I can't relate to people who wear shoes in the house, but I do wear, uh, I have indoor Crocs, and I found out Tony has, uh, what do you wear? I wear slides in the house. I also have some slippers. I have a pair of slippers I wear here at work from time to time because I find it uncomfortable to sit around in my winter boots all morning. So the, what this article really gets at is that you should have something like that, an indoor shoe that's just for when, just for the kitchen, because... How many times have you uh, uh, been washing uh, potatoes or something like that or whatever you're doing, the dishes, and, and, and then you step in a puddle of water on the, on the floor, your socks get wet? That, this person is like, that will, if you have kitchen kicks, that will prevent the, the, the wet socks. And also, if you're dropping uh, a pointy carrot and you're in your sock feet, that's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Impaled by carrots. How come you have that splint on your big toe? It was a, it was a dreadful carrot injury. Um, we did a mock-up of what... <laughs> Sorry, it's making me laugh. We did a mock-up of what your kitchen boots should look like. Is that Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons. <laughs> in, but you, we can't say that because I believe the KISS lawyers could sue us oh, for royalties. Sure, but. yeah. Anyway, uh, we linked back to the Kitchen uh, Shoes article on our blog. We've got a great feud story. I mean, you don't, you want everyone to get along and you want world peace, but if there's going to be a feud, you want it to be something like this. I think, you, you, correct me if I'm wrong. So this is about the drummer from Aerosmith. The Grammy Awards are Sunday and Aerosmith is performing and they're not letting their drummer perform with them. This is their original drummer. This is Joey Kramer, the drummer. He had to... They they he, Something happened. He had an accident or something or uh, an injury, I guess, where he, he couldn't drum for a bit. So then they made him, rather than welcome him back, hey, buddy, they made him try out for the band again. And so... Wait, he's been their drummer for like 50 years yeah, and he had to try out again? They made him uh, audition. And he passed, or he did not pass the audition so that he can't perform with them at the Grammy Awards. <laughs> so, so mean. He turned around, now he's suing them. And uh, the thing that I really uh, found interesting was that, so he was so stressed out over, uh, oh, guys, you're making me audition for my own band to get my job back? He was so stressed out that they had these concerts in Las Vegas he couldn't perform in Las Vegas because he because of all the tension and the stress. So they made him pay for a replacement drummer. And the re- if you're the replacement drummer for Aerosmith, you make $20,000 a week. That's crazy. Wow. That's I'm, can I just say, I'm looking at the picture. If you go to the Scotty and Tony page uh, on our blog, there is a picture. I'm glad you identified him as Joey Kramer, drummer for Aerosmith, because I first looked at it and I'm like, Guy Fieri and Steven Tyler are having a feud? Oh my god! What, what is this about? It does look like it. 
I mean, he's. I had to find out because I was like, how can this guy afford to pay his replacement $20,000 a week? Turns out Joey Kramer's worth $100 million. Oh, Oh, okay. So I don't feel bad for that guy. Super rich. Anyway, that's that's the uh, latest on the feud. We put a link to the news article. Okay, I'm going to get Tony to make all our lives better. How can we make email great again? Uh, there's a new survey out about things. This was in the United States, but very similar here. Uh, things that we hate to do at the office. I and think one of the most hated things that we email? all have is email. Oh, doing email. Flames. So everything is more interesting when it's on fire. So, so you you have a what a certain amount of time to answer all those emails, or everything? It's just always on. It's your emails oh. are on fire, <laughs> and I mean, then you're gonna have to when you're writing emails back, you're gonna have to do it in oven mitts. Oh so yeah. you don't burn your hands. That's and true. I think that uh, could really spice things up. Um, the the our, well, I won't say who, but somebody we work with, their email has a huge signature, and I think part of it is uh, because they're in management and and corporate. You have to have something in your signature, but then there's all this stuff about uh, privacy and uh, death threats and all this. Stuff. Oh yeah, there's uh, we don't have any of that small print in our emails. Yeah, but. Did our one of our managers had some fun with the legal stuff, like it, it, this is private and blah blah blah, and and uh, so, I don't know. Anyway, it turns out that uh, death threats are hilarious uh, in some cases. Apparently, well, they our boss's email also can make your email more interesting. <laughs> My sister works at a, a corporation and she's allowed to have in, inspirational quotes at the end of her email. What? And I want to say uh, we for our HR person from head office too, right? And inspirational quotes. So you could have fun with that. I, I thought uh, my other email is a Porsche. I thought that would be a good... <laughs> oh man! That's not bad. Is that yours? <laughs> well, you take it. Have it. My other email is Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Pew, pew. We'll wrap up there. And thanks again for listening to TMD Podcast with Scotty and Tony. For more details on the stories we had, scottyandtony.com.